let me just say this. Wasn't supper great tonight? I, I enjoyed it. I had a great time fellowshipping with everybody, enjoyed the food uh, and having a great time. Uh, and it's good to see everybody here tonight. Where's Mark and Jody? Mark and Jody here? Uh, Mark and Jody Ball. There you are. Sorry. <laughs> Y'all were over here last night. You're over here tonight. So, Brother Mark, why don't you come around? I'm going to have Brother Mark to open us up in a word of prayer. He's going to tell a little bit about his work. Uh, he's been in Montana for a long time. And then I want him to share a special prayer request, and then he's going to lead us in prayer. Come on up, Brother Mark. Well, it's good to be in camp meeting this year. Good to be here tonight. Good to have opportunity to share my heart with, with you folks tonight. Uh, we've been with the GPA since 1991. I'll let you do the math, figure out how long that is. Actually, that's about 32 years, I think, or 33. But anyway, uh, we have been in a little town called Darby, Montana, for tw the last 25 years. Uh, Darby is a town of about 800 people. That's, that's about it. But anyway, uh, uh, we have been there. I'd love to tell you that we're running a thousand, but we'd have to find about two hundred if we're running a thousand. <laughs> but anyway, the ministry goes up and down like any other ministry. I'm not going to, you know, tell you something that's not true. It's, it's up and down just like any other ministry. But we're still trying to, by the grace of God, just be faithful and, and stay there and do what God's called us to do there. And uh, so. Uh, Anyway, that's kind of uh, where we're at, so to speak. But the special prayer request is something that I got hit with just this past Thursday. Uh, we came home. We'd been to a meeting, and we came home, and there's a message on our answering machine from the lady that owns the building that we uh, have been in for 15 years. And she told me, she said, Mark, we're, we're going to sell the building. Now, in a little town like Darby, there's not a lot of extra buildings. And so this is why it hits so hard because there's really nowhere to go. Uh, but uh, have, have you ever heard of the uh, late latest Western show, Yellowstone? I don't know if you've heard of it or not. It doesn't really matter where you have or not. But about five years ago, they started coming and filming Yellowstone on the ranch just outside of, of Darby. And so Hollywood has been discovered, or Darby's been discovered by Hollywood, ever how you want to say it. And so the prices of things have just gone through the, the roof. And so uh, here we have a, it's really a good, adequate church building. In fact, in the 70s, it was built as an independent fundamental Baptist church. And then it, the, I don't have time to tell you, all that happened, but the church folded and it became a business. And it was when we came to Darby, we began to pray, God give us that building, God give us that building. We met in a little storefront for 10 years and God gave us the building. That is, in fact, we were able to rent it and we've been in it for the last 15 years. But the lady wants over a half a million dollars. She wants $575,000. Her message was, Mark, if you or some of your people have that much cash, we'll let you have the first option to buy. I know I don't have that, but I know a God that does. If he wants us to have it, he may have something better for us. 
But my prayer request is please pray God's will will be done in this situation. That's all I ask. Pray for God's will to be done in this situation. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I love you tonight. I thank you that you're in control of my life. You're in control of every situation as a child of God we face. And Lord, this did not take you unaware. And Lord, you know exactly what your plan and purpose for Victory Baptist Church of Darby, Montana is. We just want to stay in the center of your will. We just want to do what you want us to do. So we ask for you to just do what would be your perfect will. But Father, tonight we need you in this service. Lord, we want to hear from heaven. Lord, I pray you'll touch each singer that sings. I pray you'll touch the man of God as he preaches. Lord, anoint him with the Holy Ghost of God. Give him the message we need. Lord, this meeting has been a help to me. The messages we've already heard have been what I needed. And I thank you, dear Father. But Lord, we need you tonight. We just pray your will be done. Father, if there's someone here that's never received Christ, may this be the night of their salvation. Lord, if there's someone here that needs to just make a commitment, move forward and give themselves truly to you, Lord, would you work in that heart? Lord, we just know that you know what we need. So we ask you, Lord, to just give us exactly what we need. And we're going to thank you and praise you right now for what you're going to do in Christ's name. Amen. 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 I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to get the we're going to get our ushers down. We're going to go ahead and take our offering this evening. You give as the Lord directs, and I know He'll bless you for it. Uh, you uh, everything you give this week goes for the expenses of this meeting, and uh, uh, we need your help. And so if you'd, uh, if you'd pray about it and ask the Lord to direct you and give uh, as he directs, that I'm sure the needs will be met. God will be honored, and uh, we'll see his, uh, his grace and his glory. I do want to mention one thing. On Friday, uh, everything is a little different on Friday. Uh, uh, by the way, the breakfast was great this morning, and then they went straight into their classes. If you want to join us for breakfast, please feel free to do that. Uh, anyone, anyone who wants to join us for some of the classes, if you want to sit in on them, you can find out what they, uh, what's going to be uh, each day, and, uh, and you can sit in on the classes. We're happy for you to do that. But you, if you want to come have breakfast with us, you still you don't have to go to the classes. We'll be real mad at you, but no, no, no I'm decent. I'm decent. Uh, just come on and share breakfast with us. Uh, share the fellowship. Uh, it's a great time, and, uh, and uh, I know what we're having tomorrow, and it's going to be good. So uh, you could do that. But then on Friday, it's going to be different. Uh, there's no morning classes, nothing happening on Friday morning. Uh, and then, but at uh, uh, 11 o'clock, we'll have lunch. Uh, no breakfast. We'll have lunch at 11 o'clock, and then at 12 o'clock we'll start the share-a-thon, and everything, Lord willing, just about everything we're going to do is going to be live uh, during the share-a-thon, uh, and we want you to be a part of that. It goes from 12 to 6, then at 6 o'clock we break, 
uh, and have uh, uh, dinner. Uh, the group that's here can go on over, have dinner with everybody else. That starts at 5.30 as usual. Uh, and then at 7, we're back for the closing service. So we've got a lot of wonderful things planned. We've got Brother Clement made it in. Uh, yeah, he, he made it in. And he said he texted me, but I ain't seen it yet. I don't know. He says he can show it to me on his phone. Yeah, but can't show it to me on my phone. <laughs> yeah, you can show it to me on your phone, but that don't mean it's on mine. Amen. All right, you give as the Lord directs. I know he'll bless you for it. I'm going to ask Jason if you would ask God's blessing on the offering. Everybody stand.
this grace we chase this rebel down crawl into this prisoner's cage take my hand and pull me out you knew i couldn't make the change so you became the change in me and now i live to tell the story of a god who I'm amazed by where I stand. Your cross is the proof that love made the first move. You made a way for me to find my way to you. I couldn't cross that distance, even if I wanted to. You came running after me. stand amazed in his presence as we gather here tonight and worship I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the How wonderful 
with the ransomed in glory. His face I at last shall see. Twill be my joy through the ages to sing of his love for me. Wonderful to know him and walk with him and sense his presence, and uh, and then isn't it wonderful to get together with his people, and then and then you know that presence of the Lord, uh, I believe it kind of gets magnified when we get together and worship the Lord. Ain't that right, brother Rick? Amen. We when we when we like to be in the house of the Lord, but oh, don't we love to be in the house of the Lord? Like my dad used to say, don't we like to be in the house of the Lord when he's home? Amen. When we sense his presence, we know his goodness. It's great to have the Nottingham Force singing for us tonight. Uh, our prayers are with Trent. Trent told me before the service, he said, uh, he said, Marty made me promise that I wouldn't let her illness get in the way of what the Lord would do in our ministry. And uh, so he's here tonight to sing with them. And uh, we're going to lift him up in prayer. And, uh, and, uh, and know that the grace of the Lord is sufficient. Uh, but he told me, uh, hey, I, I, I don't want no sadness around here. So we know where she is, and she's, uh, she's where the Lord wants her to be. And, uh, and what a tremendous attitude to have. And our prayers are lifting him up. And we're glad to have Nottingham 4 singing at home. Amen. And finally made it home. All right, y'all give him a nice big round of applause. Well, he, I told him, no sadness. There's sadness. I was going to kick him out. <laughs> if anybody comes to me that's not happy, they're leaving. Don't you just love this band? They're so cantankerous. <laughs> well, let's do this one. Well, Maybe that one will show up in a minute. You got two duals working at it. It's not a tractor. That's why I can't figure it out. <laughs>
dared to sing this song, and I cannot find it. Right there it is. Right there it is. Been hiding all day. You ever, you ever had something hide on you? Yesterday I was burning a brush pile, and I was pushing it in, on in on the pile, you know. And I'm standing there, and I had sneakers on, and I thought, my foot don't feel right. <laughs> And I looked down, and that sneaker had a hole in it. And it done got through the sneaker onto my toes. And it was hiding in there, but it didn't take me long. My mom had taught me not to dance, but boy, I did some dancing getting that shoe off. <laughs> but you know what? I wanted Derek to sing this song because I have God to thank for everything the song says. And I'm so glad that no matter the storm, no matter the trial, we can thank him in the valley and on the mountaintop because he's always in control. When I look at my life and what I've been given, my family and friends, all the blessings from heaven, the Father above has lovingly showered on me. I feel overwhelmed, so undeserving to think of his goodness, wonderful mercy, my heart's filled with praise, and I can't help but joyfully sing. I have God to thank for everything, the battles he's fought and the victories I've seen. He has supplied what I needed along the way. But most of all, he saved my soul, he promised me heaven, I'm ready to go, I have God to thank, and forever I'll praise his name. Amen. You got something to thank the Lord about this evening? Yeah. Pretty sure you do. Let's praise him, amen. It's not that this road has always been easy, but he has been faithful. He'll never leave me. I find sweet peace and assurance within his word. Oh, my cup's overflowing. I'm living in favor. Abundant provision by the hands of the Savior. I lift up my voice and forever I'll praise his name. I have God to thank for everything. For and the victories I've seen He has supplied what I needed along the way But most of all He saved my soul He promised me heaven I'm ready to go I have God to thank And forever I'll praise His name Oh, but most of all He saved my Last time we sang here, Basil said we didn't sing a song. 
by the Savior. I felt fire from above. I've been down to the river. I ain't the same, a prodigal's return. All my hope is in Jesus. Yes. Thank God my yesterday's gone. Is your yesterday's gone? What it means to be a man That's why I sing All my hope is in Jesus Thank God my yesterday's gone All my sins are forgiven she found out a year and a half ago that she had this cancer she told him that he would not miss a singing engagement unless she was on her deathbed she loved the Lord that much 
And he said to me, I told him, I said, we don't have to do this. He said, I want to do it for Marty. Praise the Lord for people that love the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Aren't you glad that we know that the Lord Jesus Christ is with us, not just on this side, but he's going he's to take us to the other side. Amen. I believe, I believe when we get there, we're going to see the Lord. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I just don't know any other way we could, we could interpret that, uh, and I praise the Lord for that. Isn't it great to have Clement with us tonight? I want you to pray for him. I want you to, uh, I want you to try to keep up with him. And uh, <laughs> he ain't going to let you sleep, Brother uh, Barry. You know that. If you start get, you're, and you're sitting on the front row, he'll probably have you animated doing something before it's over with. Yeah, there's no telling, there's no telling what he's liable to have you doing. But uh, we're glad to have Brother Clement with us. Uh, and I want you to pray for him while he comes and preaches the Word of God tonight. Brother Clement Chappelle. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. I thank the Lord with all of our hope is in Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Y'all started singing that song. Our choir sings that back home. I was like, oh my goodness. Amen. Uh, that's, that's a good song. Hallelujah. Well, it's good to be back here at Nottingham. I'll be here for the GPA uh, National Camp Meeting, and I'm excited about all that God has done and all that God is doing. Uh, let's go ahead and run uh, to Matthew chapter number 7, uh, Matthew chapter number 7, and uh, we'll see what the Lord has for supper tonight. Uh, that's Matthew uh, chapter number 7, and we'll read a few verses, we'll pray, and we'll ask our God for his help on tonight. Savior, visit thy plantation. Grant us, Lord, a gracious reign. All will come to desolation unless thy revive again. Lord, revive us. Lord, revive us. All our help must come from thee, Lord, revive us, Lord, revive us. All our help must come from thee. Keep no longer at a distance. Shine upon us from on high. Less from want of thine assistance, every plan should droop and die. Lord, revive us, Lord, revive us. All our help must come from thee, Lord, revive us, Lord, revive us. All our help must come from thee. Please stand and help me. Lord, revive us, Lord, revive us. All our help must come from thee, Lord, revive us, Lord, revive us. All our help must come from thee, real strong, Lord, revive us, 
Lord, revive us. All our help must come from thee, Lord, revive us. Lord, revive us. All our help must come from thee. Last time, Lord, revive Lord, revive us. All our help must come from thee. Lord, revive us. Lord, revive us. All our help must come from thee. Please remain standing if you're able to. And we'll read in uh, Matthew chapter number 7, and I'll read verses 24 uh, and 25. Uh, the Bible says in our, uh, Matthew 7 and verse number 24, Therefore, and this is Jesus speaking here, Therefore, whosoever, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, watch it, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not. Here's the reason why. For it was founded upon a rock. I want to talk tonight on a simple little thought tonight. How to stop your house from falling apart. How to stop your house from falling apart. Let's pray. Father, I pray tonight for your help. I pray God for your guidance and your direction. I pray God for the Holy Spirit to speak uh, to every heart that's present, uh, those who be watching the services live and those who be watching later. I pray God that you help each of us in the way, God, that we need to be helped. I pray God for that soul that's struggling. I pray God for that marriage that's on the fringes of perhaps even falling apart. I pray God for that child that's about to walk away from home. I pray God for that one God who's battling on the inside. I've got their, uh, they're just even broken on the inside. They, uh, they're weighted down by some pressure perhaps nobody knows about, but you know and they know. But I pray God you come by tonight and speak peace and give power and give your help. And for that, Father, we'll thank you. My mind shifts that one that might or ones that may be among us who are not truly saved, blood bought, born again, and redeemed. Oh, they know the name Jesus. They can spell it backwards and forwards. They know how to pronounce it. But they must confess tonight, though, that they do not know Jesus. I pray God that this will be the night they receive Jesus Christ as their Savior. And for that, God will thank you. Now, I pray God should bless those back home tonight. Be with DJ, my son. He preaches Father right now in the Word of God. And we'll thank you for that, too. We love you, Lord. That's it for now. I left anything out, and I'm sure I have. My mind is weak. My mind is feeble. But I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would make up the difference. That's it for now. For us in your son's name, we pray. Not a weak Jesus, but mighty Jesus. Amen. Amen. May be seated. Now, how to stop your house uh, from falling apart? Uh, when I think about that, I think about houses and how a lot of folks can't wait uh, to get their own house and uh, have their own home and all that kind of stuff, uh, then all of a sudden, uh, they do get their own house, they do get their own home, and they find out, uh-oh, <laughs> something's broke, I got to fix it. Amen. Uh, all of a sudden, when, uh, when the roof is leaking, and not like an apartment, you just call them folks up and say, come on by here and fix this problem, amen. But now it is your house, and you have to fix that house up. 
And sometimes we may not have the skills or perhaps the finances to get it fixed. So therefore, things begin to go on and on and on and get worse and worse and worse. Then all of a sudden, our house is falling apart and it needs somebody to come by and help fix that thing back up. The preacher, what in the world that got to do with this message? Well, a lot of times spiritually, our homes are falling apart. And a lot of times, the reason... It's because our homes are not built on a firm, solid foundation. And as we read the Word of God, it's right here. The Bible says, therefore, uh, Jesus says, whosoever, watch it now, heareth these saying. That word saying is the same word, uh, logos. It's uh, his word. Whosoever heareth these saying, he hears them. He hears these sayings of mine, but watch it now. Here's a connection and doeth them. And then he says, I will liken him, I will compare him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. So that rock is his saints or his word. And of course, we already know the Bible says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. We know that is Jesus. But he says here, Jesus, that if you build your house on my saints, if you build your house on my word, your house will be like a man who has built his house on a rock. Let me ask us a question. Is our house built on the words of Jesus Christ? Is it built on the word of God? Is it built on Jesus? And we got to be careful because sometimes people will twist his word. What are you talking about, preacher? Well, hold your place here and run with me over to 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 16. Look at 2 Peter chapter 3 and look at verse number 16. Look what the Bible says here, 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 16. You got to be careful about uh, people that can quote scripture if they're not quoting correctly. The Bible says in verse uh, number 16 of 2 Peter 3, as also in all his epistles, Peter says, speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to be understood. Watch this which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. That word rest here means to pervert or to twist. There are some people, if you're not careful, they will twist the scriptures, they will twist the word, and that will lead to something called destruction. But also, not knowing the word can also lead us to error. Look what the Bible says over in uh, Matthew 22 and verse number 29. Look at Matthew 22. Look at verse number 29. This is straight from the Bible. I, I didn't make it up. I didn't put it here. It's here before I got here. Look what it says. In Matthew 22, verse 29. Matthew 22, verse 29. The Bible says this in verse number 29. It says, Jesus answered, Matthew 22, verse 29. Jesus answered and said unto them, Talking talk about the Sadducees, you, ye, do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. 
They were talking about the resurrection. The Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection. And Jesus is telling me, you know your problem. This is your problem. Your problem is this. You do error. You do. And that word error means to go astray, to be led aside uh, uh, from that which is right, uh, to wander, to roam, to be deceived. You do error not knowing the scriptures. That's your problem. You don't know the word. And because you don't know the word, you don't believe in the resurrection. That's why you are sad, you see. Amen. They're Sadducees. I've been hell, so, but nonetheless, that's why it's important to know the scriptures. Let's go back over to Matthew, chapter number seven. I'm going to show you just a few things I believe will help us to stop our houses from falling apart. The first thing is this number one, we see the establishing of this house. Number one, the Bible says in verse number 24, uh, of Matthew chapter 7, therefore whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. He built his home upon a rock because he is building it not just on what he hears, but what he does. So a lot of times we hear the word but we don't do it. The Bible says, pray without ceasing, you know. We pray a little bit, nothing don't happen. Well, guess what God will. Okay, hold on a second. The Bible says to ask, seek, and knock. When you look at those, the word ask, seek, and knock, those are present imperatives. That means it's a command to do something continuously. He says, keep on asking, keep on seeking, and keep on knocking. But our thing is we quit. It's almost like this. It's almost like, okay, you know how sometimes you go to knock on the on doors of visitation? You go to somebody's house, you, ain't nobody home. <laughs> well, we got a friend, a mutual friend of ours, me and Brother Gary Moore, when I went out with him knocking on doors, now, now this breaks, it ain't my fault. This is a sermon illustration. But, but he, everybody like, hold on, brother, amen. But, but when he go knock on the doors, what he would, I'm gonna go over here. What he would do, he'd knock on that door. Man, he hit that door. Man, they would come and they would look out the door. They would see a black guy and a white guy and they think we was the police. And they come running out there. <laughs> And they said, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> and he said, we tell them who we were. We're from Galilean Baptist Church, invite folks out uh, to church on Sundays and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? He would beat on that door until somebody came. When you read them verses over there in Matthew, and that's Matthew 7 right up in here. Right, well, yeah, yeah, it's right up here. About asking and seeking and knocking. He says in verse number 7, ask and it shall be given you. Seeking, ye shall find. Knocking, ye shall be, it be open unto thee. For everyone that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be open. But we stop too soon. You got to keep on knocking. The Bible says the way this person's house doesn't fall apart, number one, is this established, this establishment of the house is established on the word. But then the second thing we see is the enemies of this house. Okay? The enemies of this house. The Bible says in verse 25, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon this house, 
But the Bible says, and it fell not. The Bible says, man, the winds came, uh, the rains falling, all of this stuff is agitating this house, but this house does not fall. This house has enemies. But if it's built on God's word, it might get shook, but it ain't going to fall. Let me ask this again. Is our house built on that rock? Is it built on God's word? You think back. Remember, uh, Jesus was being tempted by Satan. And so Satan tempted Jesus. And then Jesus responded and said, It is written. Then Satan said, well, I can quote scripture too. So Satan quotes some scripture, but he twists it. And then Jesus responds the second time, it is written. Then Satan comes back and tempts him the third time. And Jesus says, it is written. Let me ask us the question. Do we know what's written about the problem that we're facing in our life? What does the word say? What's written about the word? You say, well, preacher, the devil snuck up on me. And he told me, we ain't got enough supplies. You ain't going to make it. You ain't got enough. What does the scripture say? Well, go with me over to Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 13. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They moved it. Verse 19. Look at Philippians 4 and verse 19. Look what the Bible says here. Philippians 4 verse 19. The Bible says, Paul says, the church of Philippi, but my God shall supply some of your need. No. The Bible says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Woo! Glory. Hallelujah. When your supplies get low, you grab a hold of Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19, but say to the devil, you know what? But my God will. Whew. Satan comes by. He tells you ain't got enough strength. Well, then you drop down to verse number 13. You're grabbing the sword of the spirit, the word of God. The Bible says in verse number 13, Paul says, I can I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. What you're doing? You're fighting back with the word. And all of a sudden, he moves in there. He told you supplies or not. You ain't got enough supplies? You ain't got no strength? He says, you know what? I'm going to stress you out. I'm going to put so much stress on you. I mean, you're going to fall apart. So what happens when you get stressed? Well, then you grab the sword of the spirit, the word of God, and go down to verse number six. So go back to verse six. Same chapter. I love chapter four of Philippians. It says in verse number 6, uh, chapter 4, Philippians, be careful. Be careful for everything. <laughs> no. It says be careful for nothing. When you say that word out here, careful, it means to be anxious about, and to be worrying. He says be careful. That word be, once again, it's a present imperative. It's a command to do something continuously. He says be careful for nothing. Continuously be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And what happens is this, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds 
minds through Christ Jesus. Woo! Glory! Hallelujah. What are you saying, preacher? That's his word. Is our home built on that word? And the devil tries to stress you. You take it to God. And then he goes on to say something. Listen, look at this. Look at verse number eight. Finally, finally. Brethren, whatsoever things are false. Oops, I'm sorry. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, woo, glory, think on these things. My goodness. But you know how we do sometimes? We think of all the negative stuff. We think on all the bad stuff. You know, nobody knows the troubles I have. Stop, stop. We all got troubles, amen? But we have a problem solver. Grab a hold of that word. Is our house built on the same, on the word of Jesus Christ? Because we got enemies. We got enemies. And they're going to beat on your home, beat at your house, and try to tear your home apart. I'm thinking right now about my oldest son, DJ. Tonight, it's uh, back home, it is two minutes to, uh, to seven. So right now, he's preaching at our church. Y'all know the testimony I've given you about DJ. You know, he's away from God for 15 years, and many of y'all known DJ since he was little and all that kind of stuff. He was away from God for 15 years. But we prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed, and God brought him back home, and now he's married, has three children, just had another grandchild, hallelujah. Uh, and, uh, and I'm going to tell you what, I think about that, and I go back in my mind. I remember he was younger, and I had to be the parent. Don't get mad, but not the friend. I had to be the parent. And I said, DJ, you might not like this. I said, but this is what the word says. I said, I ain't, I ain't getting in trouble with God because of you. Okay? So I, I got to do what I'm supposed to do. And not, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm not getting in trouble for you. Okay? And it was tough. There were some times I'm like, man, I don't, I'm, not trying to be, I'm not trying to be, you know, a bad guy. I, I, listen, I never forget when he was 12 years old. We were sitting at the table there in Georgia. And I said, DJ, I said, uh, just be honest. How do you really feel about me? This is my son. This is what he said. I don't like you. That's what he told me. I told him there won't be any consequences. And I said, just be honest. He said, I don't like you. It was like somebody came out, boom, right in the stomach. And I'm telling you, man, that hurt. Now, but then I said, why don't you like me? And this is the exact words DJ said. Because you won't let me do what I want to do. I started, Brother Gary, I started laughing. <laughs> I started, I said, oh. I said, if you said I wasn't taking care of you, I wouldn't feed you. I said, oh. I said, son, oh, that's fine. I said, he looked at me like I had lost my mind. <laughs> I, said, I said, you know what? You're going to look back later in life, and you're going to thank me for not letting you do some things that you wanted to do. And by the way, that came true. 
I'll never forget one day when they was having a little appreciation for us at the church, and DJ, he was still a teenager then, and he wanted to get up and say something. He had left the house already, but he wanted to say something, and he began to say how much he loved me. I mean, all the, the plaques and stuff they gave me, that didn't mean nothing. But when my son got up there and told me how much he appreciated me, not letting him do what he wanted to do, I'm going to tell you what, it was worth it all. Let me ask you the question. Is your house, is my house, is it built on the saints of Jesus Christ? Is it built on the word of God? Because the rain is going to fall. Hey, the light is going to strike. It's going to happen, baby. But if your home is on a firm foundation, woo, it might rock, but it won't break. Hello, I got to hurry. Okay, watch this now. We see the enemies of this house. This house survived the attack, though. But then the third thing we see is the energy, we've already been talking about this, but the energy of this house, the power, the strength of this house. The Bible shows us. Again, go back with me to Matthew. Look what Matthew says in chapter number 7 and verse number 22. No, it ain't 22. Look at verse 25. And the Bible says this, And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not. It did not fall. Why? Here we go. Here's the energy, the power. For it was founded upon a rock. It was stable because of that rock. It was settled, established because of that rock. Come here, brother. Oh, boy. Do I need to take my jacket <laughs> no, off? No, you can't take your jacket off. <laughs> no. He's solid. <laughs> His mom and dad fed him well. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Daddy, daddy. Yeah. Listen. Say, I'm in trouble. Just come back, man. Just don't hurt me now, okay? All right, now, I'm, I'm in trouble. I come and I hit him. Now he, now, there you go. <laughs> now I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I am moving him a tiny bit. Okay, so I, I'm moving a little bit. <laughs> He's found on a rock on this side. You know what? Firm. The winds come, try to shake him up. <laughs> All this, but he ain't going nowhere because he's solid. When our home is built on the word of God, the rain, brothers and sisters, the rain's going to come. The Bible says the rain comes on the just and the unjust, so it's going to happen. But here's the question. Is your house built on that rock? Is your house built on God's word, on the sayings of Jesus Christ? Because if it is, when that stuff happens and comes, when the enemies come, it will not move because of the power upon which it stands on. Thank you, brother. Now watch this. Watch this. So we see the establishing of this house, the enemies of this house, the energy of this house, but then we see the enormous fall of the other house. The enormous fall the other house. The Bible says in verse 26, and everyone that heareth those or these sayings of mine 
and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. In other words, this is a person that does hear. Now that word heareth is a present participle. That means continuously hears. This person continuously hears these sayings, but then the Bible says, and doeth them not. That means he continuously doesn't do it. Not us, but the other Christians. They continually hear the word week after week after week after week, but don't do it. What good is it to hear and not do? I think it was James that said, be, be not only hearers of the word, but also doers. What good is it to hear, to know, and don't do nothing about it? If I told you guys that over there at the Wawa, they was giving out $1,000 to everybody that comes in the door, I'm not about to get up now. But, <laughs> but some folks say, well, I hear what he's saying, but I ain't going. But they actually are giving out $1,000 down there to everybody that walks in the door. If you don't go down there and get your $1,000, that's on you, baby, because you heard what I said. <laughs> but if you don't do what it takes to get there, then you won't get the $1,000. Listen, the Bible teaches us that we can hear the word repeatedly, 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 but if we don't do it, then the Bible even says over in James, it's like looking in the glass in a mirror. You see that you're jacked up, <laughs> but then you walk away, do nothing about it. I mean, can you imagine some of my beautiful ladies going to the mirror, looking in the mirror, and their hair is all sticking up like this. And they go, man, it's messed up. And they leave the mirror and come to church. Y'all would walk up to your friend and be like, friend, are you okay? They'd be like, yeah. Here's the They say, have you looked in the mirror? Yeah, I looked in the mirror. When's the last time you looked in the mirror? A few minutes ago before I came here to church? Well, have you looked at it recently? My last says, I've been here. Well, here, you pull out your phone and say, look at you. They say, yeah, I saw that already. I'm going to tell you what, all the girlfriends going to get together and have an intervention, okay? <laughs> There's something's wrong, amen. She didn't lost it because her hair's always together, but she saw it and did nothing about it. Hey, what about you and I? We hear what it says. The Bible says, no, it's a bad word, but it says to forgive. Oh, I don't want to forgive. And the Bible says, if you don't forgive, then you won't be forgiven. <gasps> what? But they don't deserve to be forgiven. That's not what the scriptures say. It does not say forgive them because they deserve to be forgiven. That's not what it says. As a matter of fact, let me show you what it says. Well, one of the verses over in Ephesians chapter number three, I believe it is. No, four. I look at Ephesians four and verse 32. Ephesians four and verse number 32. This is what I just say this. This is what the Bible says. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, the Bible says this, Word of God. It says, and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, uh -oh. forgiving one another, even as God, 
for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Woo, that's one of the motivations. Because God has forgiven us, he said that we should forgive others. We did not deserve to be forgiven, but he forgave us. That person that hurts you, that person that wounded you, that person that broke you from the inside, the Bible says, if you're going to be free, forgive them. It frees you. You're in that shackle every time you see that person. You're not beating the ground every time you see that person. When God, he works, God helps you to forgive. What do you say, my preacher? Okay. The Bible says once you and I get saved, we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. It is the Holy Spirit that enables us to forgive. He's the one that will produce that in us. We don't work it up. You're trying to work it up, man. That ain't going to happen. Listen, that ain't going to work. As my grandson would say, that, that won't work you. <laughs> and that won't work you. Amen. But when he enables you to, it's totally different. But we don't even want to pray for God to help us to forgive. But do you want to stay in the dark cloud? Maybe that's what's attacking your home. Maybe that's what's attacking your family. Maybe that's what's attacking you on the inside. Because of something that happened before, the enemy is using that against you in your present home, in your present house. And therefore, that house is beginning to fall apart because God's word says to forgive. Which you don't understand. Well, I understand. I know what it means to forgive. Okay? Y'all know me enough to know a lot of different things that have happened in our life. But I know what it means to forgive, and God will help us to forgive. Is your house built on that wall, that, that, that solid word of God? If not, go back with me. The Bible says it's like a person that hears continuously but doesn't do. The Bible says he shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon, a, uh, upon the sand. And the Bible says this is what happened. The Bible says here, and the rain descended. And the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell. Watch it, watch it, watch it. And the Bible says, and great was the fall of it. It wasn't a little fall. It was a great, loud, huge fall. Because the rain did come. The winds did blow. But that house was not built on that solid rock, which was Jesus Christ which is his word. You look at two houses. Yeah, they both look good on the outside. But what is it built on? Both homes look good on the outside. But is it built on God's word? Who's praying for who in that house? Anybody? Well, nobody's praying. When's the last time there was family prayer in the house? When we, 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 we prayed and we ate of our food? Great. <laughs> Wonderful. But when's the last time y'all just got to guess, hey, let's just pray. Let's just hold hands and get in whole hands, you know. Is that bad? I mean, <laughs> but let's just pray in our house. Prayer makes a difference. I'm telling you what, the times me and my wife pray together, oh, man, it's, it's just, now I will confess, okay, I'm preaching too, <laughs> I will confess, there's been a few times when, when I, I, was, I was praying in the, was Jason Prolak and, my wife, and she went first. 
So, you know, she's praying. And uh, I'm a little tired. So I kind of like went to sleep. <laughs> I'm sorry I did. And I went to sleep. She was praying her little heart out. She was sleep. Then all of a sudden, she called my name. She don't call me Clement. She called me Vern. Vern. I said, Lord, you've been so good to us. You've been so kind. You've been so. <laughs> she said, You were asleep. You were asleep. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, baby. I said, Baby, you got a little long winded there, but I mean, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I was like, <laughs> So we was at the altar a long time praying that night. But nonetheless, <laughs> listen, is our home built on God's work? Because the rain's going to come, the winds are going to blow. It's going to happen. But the Bible, I didn't say this, the Bible says this. The Bible says the rain descended, verse 27, and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. And then the Bible shows us something else. We see the establishment of this house, the enemies of this house. We see the energy of this house, the enormous fall of the house. But then we see the end result of Jesus' sayings. The Bible says, verse 28, it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine well, he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Jesus does have the authority and Jesus does have the power and his word will stand the test of time. His word cannot be destroyed. His word cannot be shaken, but his word is stern, it is firm, and it will give us the strength to be victorious. What are you saying, preacher? Many of us know what it says, but we ain't doing it. Joshua says this for me and my house. You know, I don't know what y'all going to do. Y'all going to serve the mother gods from over there. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Listen, it's going to happen. The rains, the, the problems, the pressures, all of that stuff. But the one way to stop our house from falling is to make sure that our house is built on the word. And when you start knowing that word, what does it say about this situation? What does it say about me loving my wife? Oh, oh man, why got me that verse up? Well, it jumped out. Look at Ephesians. Oh, I know Ephesians chapter 5. Yeah, yeah. Let's go over that in. Ephesians chapter 5. Here's what the Bible says. Not Clement Lewis Chappelle Jr., the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 21, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so that wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church. What did he do, preacher? And gave himself for it. The Bible goes on to say this in the next verse, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might uh, present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should not be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loved his wife uh, loveth himself, for no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished 
and cherished it, even as the Lord of the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause, the Bible says, shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. Then the Bible says, this is a great mystery, but I speak, I, I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, nevertheless, but every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself and the wife see that she reverence her husband. They may ask us, does that happen in our home? That's what the word says. Okay. Listen. Uh, milk is good in cereal. Okay? Now you, I don't know, some of y'all might drink, y'all might eat, you know, dry cereal, but you're going to choke, not me. But now, <laughs> it goes good together. Peanut butter and jelly goes good together. And uh, maybe some butter sometimes when we toast it really good. Certain foods will give you strength. Now, certain foods won't. Now, if you eat a steady diet of candy and you're sick all the time, you know they tell you at school, you can't be eating candy for, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but no good solid food. Yeah, but I just like the, I just like the candy. Okay, we're going to be sick all the time. But if we do what it says do, it's amazing how much smoother things will go. If we do what the Word of God says, man, our house, we'll, it's going to, listen, listen, my... My, my, uh, my, 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 my son, DJ, is married, uh, three kids. My, my daughter, Christian, is married. They got three kids. And, of course, Isaiah, he's, he's with us. And listen, we had all kind of stuff. But we stayed right here. There's times we cried and wept, but we stayed right here. Now, you may say, well, preacher, well, I ain't got no wife, and I ain't got no husband, I ain't got no kids. It's just me. Glory to God. Hold on. But the word of God says something about you in here, too. What about you? Are you on that word? Are you established on the sayings of Christ? Are you established on what it tells you what to do and what not to do? Yeah, but I don't like some of that. It talks about praying for you and loving your enemies and all that kind of stuff. I ain't doing all that. I'm going to love them to death is what I'm going to do. No, not that death. Listen, the word of God will help us when the winds come, when the rains come, when the floods come and it won't fall apart. I don't know about you, but I don't want to fall apart. I, I, listen, it may, it, may, it may come by, it may, may push you a little bit. You might, you might even hit, hit the ground and tear up some stuff in the church. But nonetheless, amen, you can get right back up and get back in the battle. I had a friend, and he wouldn't quit. Man, we, we get into a fire, I could whoop him. But he wouldn't quit. He would go home come back and fight. I'd be like, man, so I just didn't want to fight the guy because I'd be tired. I don't want to. He would not quit. Are we going to just quit? You're going to quit on your family? Quit on your home? Quit on yourself? What does the word say? He said, preacher, nobody loves me. Well, I do know one for sure who does. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son he loved us that much that he gave his son. He loves you. He loves you. When nobody else seems to love you, Jesus Christ loves you. He gave himself for you. Don't give up on life. I got a couple questions. We're done. 
My first question is this. Number one, is our home, our house, falling apart? Number two, are we falling apart? Number three, are we truly hearing and doing what the Word says? Are we truly hearing and doing what the Word says? The Bible talks about everything from our family to our finances uh, to our, our, you name it, it's in the Word of God. But are we following the instructions that God gives us? We don't have to fall apart when the winds come. And the last is a simple statement. It's time now to ask and receive from him what he wants to give to us. What are we talking about tonight, preacher? How to stop your house from falling apart. Father, thank you for your many wonderful blessings. I try my best to give out what you gave to me. And I pray, God, your Holy Spirit has spoken to all of our hearts. Father, I mean, every person. And Father, there's sometimes the winds come, the, the floods and lightning and storms spiritually, and they're attacking us on the left and the right. But Father, help us to stand firm and strong on the Word of God. What does the Word say about my situation? And fight back. Hit that devil with the Word of God. Father, I pray, God, we will come tonight, pray, and talk to you about some things that you've talked to us about tonight. And Father, it may have nothing to do with this message, not one thing, but there's some other things that you've been conversing with us individually about tonight. I pray, God, we will come and talk to you. And Father, maybe we can't kneel at the altar, but we can stand. Maybe we can't stand around the altar, but we can sit. But I do pray, God, we will come and talk to you. Father, we're here tonight, Father, not just to hear the word, no, sir, but we want to be a doer of this word. Would you help us? And then, of course, if there's somebody here tonight that realized for the first time they're not really saved but they need to be saved. I pray, God, they come tonight. Let me know or let Pastor know or someone else they have confidence in. And we will show them from the Word of God how to receive Jesus as their Savior. Father, we've heard the songs. We've heard the sermon. Yes, sir. Now it's time to respond. Would you help somebody? Would you start with me? What's in your son's name? We do pray. Not a weak Jesus, but modern Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure, that He would give His only Son to make a wretch His treasure. How Searing loss, the Father turns his face away as wounds which mar the chosen one bring many sons to glory. Be sin upon his shoulders. Ashamed I hear my mocking voice call.